You're listening to the Volleyball by Design podcast. Today, we're going to talk about injury prevention and rehabilitation. Coaches, how frustrating is it when you're always facing injuries? And players, how frustrating is it when you're getting injured all the time? Well, we're going to talk to a special coach who specializes in injury prevention and rehabilitation so that you can minimize this during your season. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Coach Brian Singh, and after 11 years coaching competitive volleyball and as a head coach of a college team, I've become obsessed with helping athletes and coaches improve their knowledge and skills of the game by teaching them how to train efficiently and effectively to ultimately reach their volleyball goals. I've created the Volleyball by Design podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies so you can get clarity and apply what you learn right away. This is the Volleyball by Design podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 24 of the Volleyball by Design podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, If you are a new listener, welcome. As always, we're going to talk volleyball today, and you you got some episodes to get caught up on, but I guarantee you it's worth it. And if you are a regular listener, thank you again for taking the time out to join me today. Um, We are going to talk about injury prevention and rehabilitation. And as much as I'd like to say I know a lot about it, I don't know anywhere as near as the guest that I've interviewed today. His name is Robert Scott. He is a former varsity volleyball player, and now he's studying uh, to basically do this for a living. Um, He finished up his undergraduate degree at York University. He is a former player of mine, and now he is an assistant coach with our college team. And I'll tell you one thing, our college team would not be successful or nowhere near as successful if it wasn't for Robert. He embodies what a coach is all about. And I'm so excited to be able to interview him and let you guys see what he can offer and what he can bring to the table. It's really exciting. Uh, coaches that are listening to this, um, before we get into the interview, I do want to let you know, uh, coachbtraining.com, if you go to that website, I got a nice free resource for you guys to check out. It's uh, it's about passing. Uh, we talk about your sweet spot. We talk about um, how to strength train for passing and stuff like that. Um, I've been getting a lot of good feedback from coaches about it. Just it's it's, it's a it's a little little idea, a little extra thing for you to you know put in your arsenal, uh, put in your toolkit. So go take a look at that. Uh, it's coachbtraining.com. Look at the free resource and you'll be able to access that. All right. Well, let's get to the interview with Coach Robert on injury prevention and rehabilitation. Enjoy. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Volleyball by Design podcast. We got a great episode for you today. I have joining me on the podcast for the very first time, actually, we have Coach Robert Scott, who is not only uh, not only coaches with me at, at the college we coach at in Toronto, um, who's very, very, very knowledgeable of volleyball coach, and he's a former player. He's a former varsity player, played club. I mean, he knows what he's doing. He's, he's, our, he's our middle specialist on our college team. But besides being a volleyball coach and expert, in my opinion, he's also an expert in the injury prevention and rehabilitation field and focusing on volleyball players. So he does other athletes as well, but because he has a volleyball background and he has a background in injury prevention and rehabilitation, this makes him the ultimate person to go to when it comes to injury and prevention, uh, injury prevention and rehabilitation for volleyball players. So this is the guy you want to talk to when it comes to this stuff, especially if you're a volleyball player. 
or coach. So without further ado, Robert, welcome to the podcast. My man, how you doing? Not too bad. Thank you for having me here, B. Um, I'm very excited. It's been a yeah. long time coming. <laughs> yeah, man, I've been trying to get this guy on the podcast for weeks and we just, we just, it just doesn't happen. We're too busy, too busy. Like, you know, this yeah. pandemic and everyone's, you know, yeah, but I'm happier on him. I'm happier on. Happy to be here. So we are going to talk injury prevention. So let's, um, I mean, I guess I'm going to let you doing a lot of the talking, but the biggest question that I get from my listeners, from athletes, from coaches is, you know, what we're going to talk about the top, um, the top injuries that happen in volleyball to volleyball players. What are the top injuries that happen? Um, how can we prevent them from happening? And if unfortunately they do happen, how can we rehabilitate it? So we can get back on, so we can get back on the court faster and stronger than we were before. So I don't know where you want to start, bud, but let's, uh, let's go. Tell me. Uh, well, let's start off first with the most, I guess, prevalent injuries that you see in volleyball. So I guess there are three main injuries that you're really going to sustain as a volleyball player um, or three areas. Uh, one will be the shoulder for sure. Uh, second would be the knee. And third would be the ankle. Those are the most top three uh, statistically injured areas in volleyball players. Makes so sense. starting off with the shoulder makes a lot of sense, right? As a volleyball player, you have to pull that shoulder back when you're coming up for your attacks. Um, a lot of elevation, a lot of dynamic movements are going to be occurring in this particular um, joint. So there's a lot of area for you to injure this uh, particular part of your body. May it be from overuse. May it be from uh, lack of strength, lack of flexibility, mobility. Uh, a lot of times it can lead to uh, pain and time away from the court overall. And that's the last thing you want to do as a player. You want to be on the court as long as you possibly can. Um, so that's one, shoulder injuries. Uh, two, knee injuries. So uh, for most jumping sports, volleyball is a very dynamic sport when it comes to its movements. Maybe from jumping, lateral movements, landing. Um, the knee is a very uh, high site of injury. Um, me personally, I, I actually injured my knee when I used to play volleyball. I had patellar tendinopathy. So pretty much what that means is that uh, there was damage in my patellar tendon, mainly from overuse. So it was a lot from the jumping, the landing, that impact that I had um, just ended up really damaging my knee uh, tendon the tendon that connects your patella, which is the knee that's, or the bone that's found right over your knee um, and connects it to the femur. Um, so I got a lot of pain over there and that was overall just due to a weakness, overall strength weakness that I had. And you'll see a lot of that in other players as well. Um, and then finally, we have the ankle that may be the highest, uh, a lot of rolled ankles, a lot of um, uh, tears from Achilles, um, but mainly you see a lot of rolled ankles, especially when it comes from landing, from blocking, or from hitting. Um, I've actually had one of those injuries as well. Um, my foot ended up landing on an opposing blocker's foot, and it rolled over laterally mm. and ended up fracturing my foot for about a month. So that was great. Oh, that was in elementary <laughs> school. That was in elementary school. I will never forget that. Yeah, I remember that. We needed you for um. Oh, so for those of you who don't know, I used to coach Robert when he was in elementary school, and we needed him for a for a playoff final game. A playoff game or was a final game? It was a final. I can't remember. It it was semifinals. That's when I came back. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. We ended up losing yeah. in the finals, anyways. But we anyways, lost in the finals. Yeah. 
So those are the three main sites. I would say shoulder, knee, and ankle. All right. Okay. Um, well, how do we prevent them from getting injured? All right. That's a great question. So as I was saying earlier, especially when it came to my knee, I had overall weakness. So a lack of strength. So one of the main things that you want to do as a player is make sure that your body is overall strong enough to be able to handle those particular movements that you're going through. Maybe from jumping, swinging, whatever. You need to make sure that your body is strong. So strength training is number one. So for all you volleyball players, the off season, especially right now, especially with COVID, uh, some seasons may not be going on or um, you may not be able to touch the court, but you can definitely still do some strength training at home. And that can definitely put you in a higher or more advantageous position than other uh, players out there. It'll just help prevent injury, um, which is known as prehab. Um, as well as you need to work on mobility in those areas. So mobility is a mixture of uh, strength, as I just stated, and flexibility. So you need to make sure that those particular joints are nice and flexible. Um, so maybe from yoga, from basic stretching routines, dynamic to uh, static, those will be very beneficial to help preventing injury. It won't prevent it, but it will decrease the risk of injury. And that's what the main thing is here. All right. So strength training, mobility, flexibility. Those are some major points there. Um, nutrition is also very important. So make sure that you're eating correctly and you're getting a lot of water. All right. So water is something that's always underrated, um, especially when it comes to strength training and athletes everywhere. People think that they're not actually dehydrated until they feel thirsty. That's actually a myth. You are dehydrated well before you feel that uh, feeling of thirst that, oh, I really need a drink of water. So you need to make sure that you're drinking water throughout the day. For athletes, if you're moving throughout the day continuously, on average, you need about three to four liters of water. The more active you are, the more water you need. Um, so your body is about 70% of water and your muscles are about 80% of water. So if you are dehydrated or not getting enough water, your muscles will overall lose its ability to make contractile force or force in general, and therefore it can lead to more injury. So make sure you're hydrated, point blank period. Um, and lastly, sleep. A lot of you need to sleep. That is where a majority of your recovery occurs, either recovery or muscle growth. Um, so you need to make sure that you're getting at least eight hours of sleep every night. And you'll see that you can also decrease the amount of injuries or reduce the risk of injuries of occurring um, in the future. All right. That's a great point. No one ever thinks about sleep, but sleep is 100%. Yeah, that's, that's great. I, I wouldn't even thought it, I wouldn't even think about that, but you're absolutely right. That's when your body recovers hundred percent recovery is key. Even when it comes to strength training period, recovery is key. Yes. So can you give um, just one, what's one exercise that athletes can do for their shoulder, their knee and their ankle to prevent injury? Uh, so one really good exercise um, that can engage all three uh, parts of your body would be the plank, a plank. So side plank. So a side plank has actually been proven to um, generate one of the highest amounts of activation in your glutes. Um, and then therefore into your knee and therefore into your ankle and also your shoulder. So that particular exercise is very, very beneficial for helping to prevent injury or reduce the risk of injury. Um, not only that, but one of the most important things that a plank does is works on your core stability. Mm -hmm. And your core is essentially where all the power um, 
needed to do any particular movement really comes from. That's where it starts from because it helps you stay balanced and it helps you produce force. For example, when you're going up for an attack, when you're going up for a jump, for a block, um, when you're trying to go for a dig, your core keeps you balanced and it keeps you in an ability where you're able to create an athletic movement or, um, yeah, in an athletic movement. So I would say a plank, if you guys can get your planks down. So to, uh, to keep it really simple, I would suggest trying to do a 10-second plank um, five times. And you're going to do a five-second break between your planks. So I'll say it again. Okay. So you have five reps. Each rep is 10 seconds of a plank. In between those 10 seconds, you have a five-second break. And then you plank again. Right. It seems very easy, but I promise you, once you get into it, it's going to be a lot more difficult than you think it is. I like that. Um, is that anything else? So pl well, plank will do shoulder, knee, and ankle? So if you think about it when you're in your plank position, um, the points of contacts are going to be your forearms and your toes. Right. right? So when, right, when, you're in your, when you're in that um, uh, stretch phase where you're on your toes, that's automatically working the muscles in your feet. It has to. To keep balance, you have to work. The muscles in your feet are going to be active. Uh, secondly, you have to make sure that your body, if you're doing a proper plank, is as straight as possible. And to do that, you have to make sure that your muscles from your quad, right. your hamstrings, your tibialis anterior, and your, um, your gastrocnemius or your plantar flexors, your calf muscles, are also contracted. So therefore, it's going to also be activated in that particular position. And lastly, since you're on your forearms, you're in an isometric position, meaning that there is no movement of the muscle um, and that you're activating your shoulder muscles, maybe your deltoids, your traps, whatever. They're all being activated in that particular position. And what's beneficial, extra beneficial, is that this is, an, as I stated earlier, an isometric exercise. So if you're trying to reduce injury and if you are well, moving a little bit further, are trying to rehab, this is a great exercise just because isometric exercises, not only does it not create... Um, uh, lengthening or stretching of a muscle. It also allows you to generate force and therefore generate muscle recruitment um, without having to put your muscle or your body in a, a strenuous position. So for example, if you have a knee pain um, and you're in the plank, you're not really going to feel any knee pain because you're not doing any movement per se. You're in a static fixed position. So therefore you can also generate muscle power and um, overall strength by doing these isometric exercises and therefore it will help reduce the risk of injury right that makes a lot of sense okay that's pretty good yeah that's simple who would have thought that a simple plane could could be so effective um and i guarantee you i don't know how many athletes that are listening to this or coaches that are listening to this have been uh enforcing planks in their practice i can tell you uh, i didn't when i was a young coach so um, yeah, that's fantastic. That's great. Okay. So let's say, for example, let's talk about each one. Let's talk about the shoulder, knee and, uh, and ankle. What if you have injured them? What can you do to rehab and get back on the court as fast as possible? Well, the very first thing that you're going to want to do is you're going to want to actually mobilize that area. So you want to move it. There's a lot of myths going on that you do have to rest the muscle. Don't get me wrong. You got to rest it. But the very first thing you should try to do is to move that particular area. Uh, the reasoning is it'll help break up any scar tissue that may built up or any particular uh, uh, change in the environment that may be in that area. So um, swelling that happens in that knee, moving it around will help reduce the swelling and overall uh, 
increase your ability to come back to play because um, your body will be in a more ready position to um, recover and for you to come back and ready to play. So mobilizing the area is number one. But what's important, it needs to, you need to mobilize it in a pain-free range of motion. So meaning you don't feel any pain when you're moving it. So for example, if you're doing a simple straight arm raise or a frontal raise, for example, like so, if you feel pain before you lift your show, uh, arm 90 degrees, then you need to stop in that particular area. You need to work within that range of motion where you do not feel any pain. And then eventually you'll be able to increase that range and then you'll be able to get that full range of motion back. So once you're able to get that full range of motion back, uh, that's when you can start doing some uh, lifting. Um, but before you do your lifting, as I stated earlier, isometric exercises are very, very crucial when it comes to the rehabilitation of any particular injury. The main reasoning is because it elicits a neurological response from your brain. So, for example, if you have pain in your shoulder and you're doing an exercise where you have external rotation, so you'll have your hand bent 90 degrees, your elbow close to your body, and you're trying to bring your hand out. So what that does, you're just going to hold it outwards. By holding it outwards like that, against, uh, say it could be against your hand or a wall, it forces your brain to be like, all right, this particular area of my body is working um, and I need to make sure that there's more activation or sustained activation here. And by doing that, your muscle um, gets more tension from the body that allows it for it to um, uh, build muscle, as I said earlier, for strength, but also just uh, for your brain to be like, all right, this area is uh, not firing right. So we need to make sure that we put a little bit more time into it. So right. the neurological so, aspect is very important. So for, for the for listeners who don't know what isometric means, can you explain that? What is an iso so, isometric exercise? Isometric exercise is an exercise where there is no movement, right? So there's no movement of the muscle. You have an eccentric exercise, and I, that's a lengthening of a muscle. For example, when you're doing a bicep curl, the lengthening or bringing the, uh, the particular weight back down to your body, that's an eccentric exercise. And then a concentric or concentric exercise is bringing it towards your body. So the shortening of a muscle isometric is in between where there's no lengthening okay so what you're saying is um the muscle that you're trying to work is, is stationary it's not moving it's static yes it's so sta no and then you're so you're you're working around that muscle to to key. okay that makes sense I, I mean listeners you can always look up like so the key to rehab as robert said is isometric movements for a particular muscle is that one of the keys so so that's one of the keys so as i yeah. said mobility and then isometric exercises that's where you're going to start isometric strengthening exercises um so is there like if they had to look up if my listeners had to look up a particular type of exercise to go through um because i know so like digital volleyball academy members get to see this interview live because they'll get to go back and watch this but for people on the podcast they, they can't see what you're doing so if they yeah. had to look up um exercises for rehab purposes for the shoulder the knee and the ankle what should they look up um, I would just look up ISO. You can very super, super simple Google. You could just Google isometric exercises for those areas. So you can do an ice look up isometric exercise for the shoulder and it'll show you some exercises that you can do in pretty detail or right. you can go on YouTube. Yeah. Right. So, so the key, keyword. So the, the key is, is isometric exercises for whatever area that you're interested in and mobility, right. And mobility for whatever area is that, is that, is that as well? Those are the two main things that you got to do. And then, of course, you got to make sure you're hydrated and you're eating well and you're sleeping, right. as I said. Right. 
Uh, okay, great, great. So that, that, that should put everyone on a good track for injury prevention, rehabilitation. Just uh, Sorry, I, is there anything else you wanted to add to that, to those three things? No, no, no. That's it. That's about it. Um, and that thing. the thing about injury prevention and rehabilitation is that it can get very tricky. Um, I mean, the, the best thing is to see like, uh, someone in physio, would you agree? The best yes. thing is to see 100%, 100%. Yeah. Um, it's always best to just get an actual professional's opinion, um, and then get diagnosed correctly and right. accurately. Right. And I mean, the, th the things that Robert um, talked about before, like we want to make sure we're doing these things to prevent injury in the first place. So if you're yes. not doing these things, you should be, you should definitely be um, starting to implement them in your training uh, because it's, it's important. And I mean, so Robert has actually created an entire injury prevention and rehabilitation uh, PDF, a manual um, that we have inside Digital Volleyball Academy. Um, you can hit him up. Um, actually, Robert, if anybody wants to work with you, where can they find you? Um, so they can actually be the easiest way to contact me will be through my Instagram page. So that's Robert underscore Scott with three T's on Scott. Why you can send T's? me a, that was the only one that was available. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so if you have any questions, I'm, I'm quite a, a welcoming person. So you can ask me any questions that you really feel. And I'll try my best to answer them to the best of my ability. Yeah. And I'll put him in the show notes too. Like anybody, anyone wants to reach Robert, I'll put him in the show notes, reach out to him on Instagram. Uh, he actually has an amazing uh, injury prevention and rehabilitation program. Um, it, uh, we don't, I don't know if he has a price for it, but you can talk to him about that. Um, and it's a great guide that you can use. And if you want more personal training with Robert, he's there as well. Robert, tell him a little bit about your background. Like what are you doing right now? So I actually just finished uh, my degree at, for kinesiology at York University. So over the past three to four years, I've been working at a small clinic that is close to my house called the Health Institute. And I've just been shadowing and learning from physiotherapists and chiropractors. And now I'm just putting my own expertise um, and practice into it now. So I've actually started a little business where I've been training per people personally one-on-one. -on -one, um, and I'm just continuing to grow myself, not only through... Uh, working with others, but also working with other professionals. Right. So that's great. Um, I probably should have done this at the beginning of the episode, not at the end. So I'm sorry for that. <laughs> Normally we do intros at the oh, beginning. Yeah. I was just like so excited to get started on this. Um, so if there's anyone that wants to work with Robert, um, you guys want, maybe if you're a coach out there, you want him to talk to your team or you want to just get an idea or, you, or if you have a specific problem, reach out to him via Instagram. Uh, send him a message. I'll make sure I link it up in the show notes so you can do that. Uh, and that way you can prevent injury. We don't want injury. Injury is the worst. We want our athletes strong and playing for the entire season. So stop it before it happens. Uh, Robert, any, any final words you want to tell my listeners? Uh, one thing that I would like to add is that a very underrated uh, part of your body that also needs work is your feet. So a majority of athletes that I have known have never really worked on their feet. And well, working on your feet, if you think about it, your feet is the very first point of contact for any particular movement, right? Running, jumping, anything like that. Your feet, your feet have to be strong. And if your feet are strong, you can overall reduce the risk of injury. So if you haven't uh, really looked up foot injury or foot exercises, I think this is a good time for you to just look it up and strengthen your feet. Great. All right. I hope you guys got some good value today. So, I mean, the, the point of this episode was to get, put you in the right direction to help understand and prevent injury. And I hope, I think Robert's done a great job of doing that. Um, for those of you out there, again, feel free to reach out to him um, and he will help you with whatever problem you have when it comes to injury prevention and rehabilitation. All right. Uh, Robert, thanks a lot for joining us, man. I really appreciate it. 
Thank you for having me. I had a great time. No problem. All right, cue the music. Look, are you at the stage you want to be in your volleyball journey? How would it feel to get clarity on your training? And instead of taking months to get better, you could improve in weeks, if not days. When I was a young coach and player, I felt this way all the time. The truth is, after I got some great advice on how to be efficient, my learning curve grew exponentially. Let me show you how to be more efficient and effective in this game. I invite you to check out CoachBTraining.com for more resources that you can use to take your game to the next level. I look forward to helping you reach your volleyball goals.